Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, you folks. I hope you're doing well. And good morning to my cousin, Larry Sweeney, who I ran into a sizzle the other day and said he listens to me often on the radio. So, Larry, I hope you're listening today. And if you know Larry and he's not listening, tell him that I had a shout out to him because Larry is a great guy. He was a former pastor around here. Now he's a chaplain. And uh, Larry's uh, grandmother is my grandmother's sister. And so we we go back a long ways, even though I didn't know Larry way back then. But I can tell you what, he's been a man of God and, and loves God so dearly. And so anyway, it was good to see Larry the other day at Sizzler just randomly. And, you know, I hope everything is going well to you. You know, I think of uh, Shirley Alger out in Fruitland. I hope that if she's still listening, that she's doing well. And my friend Nathel Oates and Caldwell and all the different people that tell me they listen. I'm just so glad you're listening. And so my friends at prison, different uh, uh, people in prison listen. And I'm sorry. I apologize for not writing everybody. I've just virtually had to kind of stop because of so many other things going on and and some things that I had signed and things that I've had to change. And so I'm... It's one of those things, but I do love those people, and I pray for them, and I just want to shout out to them, too. Well, I want to, today, I just want to talk about the Word of God again and what God wants to do in people's lives, and so would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for our listeners. Lord, I shouted out to a few of them, but there's so many out there that listen every single day. Bless their lives. Watch over them. May they see you clearly, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And I told some of you uh, here the other couple about a week ago that uh, Paul Shepard's coming back, going to be at our church on the 24th of May, and I'm excited about that. I'll be giving some announcements once we get closer to May about that, but it's going to be a great time. Over the many years of the Bible, there were many people who made a huge difference for God, but they didn't shy away from standing up for the truth of God. And folks, that is a big thing, not to shy away from truth. Truth is a big issue in life. You know, and... Uh, we hear things going on. We hear cheating in this world and, and all sorts of things that happen in, in the sports world. I mean, years ago, this the Lance Armstrong thing came out and the great bicycle champion, and he de- denied openly. Uh, people accused him of things. Uh, you know, in fact, he hid a secret sin from the public through those uh, that knew him, kind of knew. But you know what? We all are going to be accountable someday. And there was a lot of speculation why he finally unveiled the truth. But after watching the interview years ago, it's so apparent that he needed more than anything else. He needed Jesus Christ. His first wife was a Christian, but he differed with her in so many areas. You know, I just pray that God would, uh, you know, that he's continuing to touch this man's life and his life has changed because it's so important to live truth. And, folks, we don't get down on people. We hear things all the time about all sorts of people that have had issues. They've sinned. The Bible says we've all sinned. So, you know, we get down on people, but in truth the matter is, we've all sinned and fallen short. We need love. Lance Armstrong back then needed love. He needs love today. And we want people to turn around. We don't want to hold something against them. Sometimes people have made a, a crucial error in their life and we hold it against them. Do not hold it against them. Forgive them and move on. And move on and encourage them. You know, believing in God is so important. God gives us the resources to help us to be different, uh, be a difference for him. Years ago, he gave the world uh, the prophet Elijah. Elijah was a man who made a difference. God used him in a powerful way. In fact, Elijah's name means a couple things. It means Jehovah is my strength. And in the exact Hebrew, it means my God is Yahweh. He was a prophet of the Most High God. 
the creator of this world. He was a prophet of God's. Even today, Elijah's testimony can, continues not only in Christianity, but in other religions. In Judaism is a name he had brought up every week in the Ahandala ritual. In Islam, he is described as a great righteous prophet of God. In the New Testament, Elijah is compared to Jesus and John the Baptist. He was seen as the incredible righteous man who stood up for the one true God. If you are familiar with 1 Kings, they tell a story of how he proved to God, the God of Baal, as being false. He was always defending God's verses. So many people worshiping the God of Baal and, and Elijah was defending God. Listen to the story from 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 22 through 29. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. Because everybody had been killed. All the other ones have been killed. But Baal, the God Baal, has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bowl and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. The one who, the God who answers by fire, he is God. So, so Elijah is setting this test up here in front of all of these people. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Oh, they're willing to do it. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of these bowls and prepare it first, since there are, there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bowl, given them, and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. Baal, answer us. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. <laughs> that was great, Elijah. Way to go. He began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping. He must be awakened. <laughs> Elijah had a little sense of humor, didn't he? So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, and your name shall be Israel, and saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord and dug a trench. Listen to this, folks. He dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seahs of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bowl into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said. And they did it again. Do it a third time. So what was he doing? He was having the wood and everything in the bowl, everything soaked with water. So it wouldn't burn, obviously. The water ran down around the altar and even spilled out of the trench. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you are Lord and are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. 
Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water on the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Wow. And it goes on. Of course, the story goes on. And and uh, the old prophets of Baal were, cease, uh, were seized. And, um, and, not, and good things did not happen after that. But it was an interesting test. You don't see a lot of testing going on in the Word of God. But God showed himself so powerfully and mightily. And see, that's a God we serve. See, Elijah was a man of prayer. And, you know, we need to be people of prayer. Prayer is such an essential part of our lives. In fact, uh, James chapter 5, 17, 18, 17, 18 says, Elijah was a human being even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and he did, did not rain in the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the, the earth produced his crop. Elijah was a man of prayer that God used through the power of God, raise the dead. And mind you, it was only through his incredible faith in God that God used him as an instrument to make a difference. No glory to Elijah. And Elijah didn't want any glory. All glory went to God. Sometimes people praise these leaders. I've heard that even in the Christendom. I'm not going to say names. But there's people out there that have great healing service. They have great things, and all these things happen. And they praise these leaders. Don't praise leaders. Praise God. Praise Almighty God. Yes, the leaders are doing well within their church or within their situation. But they don't need praised. God needs praised. Elijah was a human being as we are. He was informing the readers that he wasn't a heavenly creature or a supernatural being. He was only a man that was being used by his heavenly father. See, God answers his prayers. Please don't let it rain for three and a half years, and he didn't. We must understand God wants more Elijahs. God wants more of us to have great faith to make a stand to be someone who makes a difference in others' lives. Believe the power of the Word of God. It is so vital. Listen to Moses' words in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 16 through 18. Be careful, or you'll be enticed to run away and worship other gods and bow down to them. The Lord's anger will burn against you, and you will shut up the heavens so that it will not rain, and the ground will yield no produce, and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. Fix these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. And we find this in Deuteronomy. And God is trying to get across the point. You know, and I think it's very important that we learn, that Moses learned from God in all journeys as to be an incredible man of God. The first one is this, be careful. Be careful of what? The enemy. Satan is out to entice every one of us to fall victim to his schemes uh, to in a subtle way, he wants to change the world. You don't have to look very long at what's going on in this world to see the policies and things that are happening and how we have such a tolerance for sin anymore. Laws are being made to support sin. You know that? Laws are being made to support sin. When we hear the term, the last days, I can believe it. The enemy is encamped in our churches, teaching that everything's okay, do what you want, live like you want. We have thrown out the truth of words of God for vain, empty feel-good philosophy, and so many times it has hit us. Be careful how you live. Stay alert. Yes, you can stay close to God. Be wise, as Solomon tells us in the Word of God. God gives us tool, tools to help us live. The words pierce our hearts and touch our minds. The Word of God teaches us truth. 
Second Timothy one seven says, For the Spirit of God gives us not gives not to make us timid, but gives us power, love, and discipline. Another translation says that spirit of tim- uh, timidity, but of power. God gives us a spirit of power, not of timidity. You can be a difference. Be a difference maker for the Lord. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.